this kind of programming, not just cyclically, uh, open street programming in general, and there are various kinds of interventions and engagements that transform how people use street space and public space. They will help build a culture in a city that will prioritize sustainability, will prioritize the environment, and will prioritize you know equity and people. You know that will help inform you know our work that touches the city of LA. And I've been just throwing up pictures of my bike rides and just sort of saying like, hey, it's okay to bike ride as long as you're staying isolated. Check out how amazing it is. If you ever wanted to get on a bike, get on one and experience your neighborhood. Now's the time. I think this is an evolutionary time for us to document the benefits of the bicycle and get some strategy going. <laughs> See me going to CVS buying stuff and trying to carry a pack of toilet paper with one finger in my left hand while getting breaks. I think that the risk for like total um, insanity is higher than the risk of getting COVID-19 from riding my bike. So. So today on Bike Talk, we have Tafara Dane, who's the chief strategist for Ciclovia, and he's going to talk about the future of Ciclovia's open streets events. I'm your co-host, have- Don Ward. Don, are you actually on a bike right now? No, we do need to do that in the future, though. Zoom <laughs> from the bike. That'd be fun. We also have Taranig, who's got a company called Have a Go. Can you explain real quick what that is? Yeah, it's a place for people to find any kind of uh, electric micromobility for green alternative transportation. Okay, so it's like information? Yeah, uh, you can look up something light and uh, foldable to take on the metro. You can search for like a foldable scooter or if you're interested in something uh, funky, um, you can get an electric unicycle. So all sorts of different electric bikes, electric scooters, electric unicycles. And you also have a newsletter. Yeah, so we try to uh, cover things in urbanism and also in the micromobility space. You're going to give us like a few minutes of Bike News World Mobility Yeah, we're going to cover some headlines today, yeah. All right, cool. To start off, uh, so as shelter-in-place continues around the world, the need to access vital goods and services for those who usually use transit and for people who need to get fresh air and some exercise to maintain psychological and physical health which is pretty much everybody, I think. The opportunity and need for new bike networks and open streets for pedestrians becomes increasingly urgent. So The Verge writes that uh, now is a great time for us to start experimenting with as the streets are open, as there's less cars on the road, way less cars on the road to experiment with opening up some streets for pedestrians to walk and for bike lanes, for temporary bike lanes for people who need to uh, kind of avoid transit for the time being so that they're not clustered. There's a few cities doing things like this. For example, New York uh, is opening uh, two streets per borough, uh, it sounds like, to help people just walk around so that parks are not impacted, so that not everybody's uh, rushing to the park, so that you have uh, way more space in public. On a different uh, note, we're seeing a lot of bike usage around the world. Now that a lot of cities are saying, hey, don't use the the transit for now, we need to do social distancing. So Chicago's Divi bike network has seen a 100% increase in uh, ridership. New York City bike jumped 67%. And then in China, Mobike and Hello Bike are seeing longer trips on two wheels. And then we have, uh, kind of going back to the first point, we have in the UK, 50 academics and public health experts Uh, sent an open letter to the government stressing the need for open streets to mitigate sidewalk 
and public park crowding. Then we have some kind of sour notes on the micromobility sharing side. Lime uh, looks like they perhaps have 12 uh, weeks of cash in their looking to perhaps lay off uh, employees to stem that bleeding. Bounce uh, is also laying off 120 employees. As this coronavirus is hitting, uh, a lot of these micromobility providers have pulled their fleets and their cash flow is just not the same. And uh, European Avoy is also pausing a, uh, their service in a lot of um, countries. So that's, that's kind of the state of affairs. So uh, calls for... Um, bike lanes and open streets for people to get around and walk. Um, We're seeing increases in bike usage, uh, both on the city bike sharing and personal bike usage. Um, But on the micromobility, shared micromobility side, uh, a a lot of either negative news or providers pausing their services. Ternig, bike use is going up. I thought shared bike uh, use was up like 100% in some places. Personal bike use and city shared uh, use is up. Um, but the kind of the scooter providers, a lot of them have have been kind of pulling their vehicles, um, and they they need those vehicles to generate the revenues that is required to extend their runway. Because a lot of these are, are startups; uh, they don't have the city funding, the, they don't have the backing of cities. I remember reading from last year, like Bird and Lime uh, were pulling back their scooters. I believe Spin is, still has those scooters. Um, so I guess it depends on how prepared these companies were for such an event. Could they, could they quickly um, get their employees or their gig workers to clean the scooters and still maintain them in this time of coronavirus? Or were they perhaps not that agile? Um, this is kind of speculation on my part. Those companies that pulled their scooters, the revenue is not coming in. So bike usage uh, is up, but depending on the company, uh, some of the scooters are not on the streets. Uh, the revenues have been cut. Okay. Maybe you'll come again next week? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Thanks, Ternig. Move on Thank to you guys. Tafara Bain. Uh, Tafara, have you been socially isolating? I have. I mean, I mean, I mean, the one nuance to my social isolation right now is I happen to be personally moving. Like, I, just before everything started really getting kind of crazy, I had already put my notice in to move from my apartment. Yeah. So over the last few weeks, I've been isolated either at my current apartment or my previous apartment, packing my stuff and moving stuff back and forth solo because, you know, socially isolated. So luckily I've managed it so that it's managed by one person. I'll be done in a few days. So you but, did the whole move just by yourself? Yes. I've wow. had to um, because wow. of the situation. But, you know, yeah. it's, luckily I was doing a few things to help. Like I, I was buying pretty much all new furniture in my new spot. So. I just had to, had it delivered those kinds of things. Right on. Helped out a lot. Mm-hmm. What did the you know now that we have a moratorium on on rent? What what kind of uh, what did the landlord? Was um, there we, any concerns? A, I don't. Did we have a moratorium on rent? Yeah, actually, no I meant to say more, more time on evictions, but I guess... Oh, no, you're right. You're right. No, no, you're, you're better. That's the better wording. Evictions. Sorry. Evictions. Evictions. Okay. Yeah. So you still you would still owe the, the you rent. You would still owe the rent. Defer yeah. the payment. All right. We got we to was... be careful because some people only get their news from Bike Talk. I know. <laughs> we got to be careful. <laughs> so was there was there any kind of uh, concern from the landlord? Like um, the one I was leaving, yes, a little bit. I mean, and I and the one who I'm moving into, he didn't express anything, and I actually reached out to him to let him know there's no concern. I luckily my income hasn't been impacted by this, so mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not you know it's not a concern for me personally. Um, luckily, 
but my previous landlord definitely kind of freaked out a little because they wanted me to move, you know, it's a rent controlled unit and I, and I've been in it for a while and it was just, mm-hmm. this kind of personally time for me to move on. Um, mm-hmm. they've, been, they've been kind of encouraging me, asking me all the time, getting a little annoying, but not too bad. Like, and then I finally said, you know what, I'm going to do this. And then like things started going down and they were really like, Oh, can you uh, not move out actually? And I was like, no, nah, I'm already found a great spot. Uh, are you serious? <laughs> Why didn't they want you to move out? Cause it's kind of tough right now, right? Like yeah, I imagine really moving. I yeah. imagine they're concerned about the market right now. I think people are also going to be looking for reasonable rent right now because yeah. people are probably going to have to move um, because of what's going on. So yeah. I don't think they should be too concerned as long as they're not trying to charge an arm and a leg for it. Um, they should be fine. Um, right. So, uh-huh. so yeah, so, I'm, I'm good luckily. So what do you guys think about the climate now? That just the, the, the environment that we're in right now. Do, have you noticed a difference out there? Um, in terms since of people have been like, have you, well, I know the air is cleaner all around the world right now. Right. Right. I mean, you can kind of tell people have been talking about it a lot. Our sunsets have been amazing. Um, the air has definitely been cleaner over the last few weeks, um, a couple of weeks as, as you know, a lot of our workers, unfortunately, have been set, sedentary at home. And in general, we've been under the stay at, safer at home sort of policy. Yeah, I've been going out on bike rides just to get some exercise to go to the market, you know, obviously socially distant from people, but... Uh, not, not your infamous group rides, right? <laughs> no group rides. Although I've thought about it. It's like, you could still probably do a group ride if everybody just stays. I mean, it's not hard to stay six feet apart on a group ride, right? Can we do it? Potentially. Yeah. I mean, well, really well-organized group events like that. But I mean, I think, I think at this exact moment, actually, you remember the, the part of the policy, there was an initial moment where there was some openness around people properly organizing events. I think right now they're asking that there's no, no group, no, no events. Okay. Period. I mean, I think right now we're in a really tenuous situation, right? Like, yeah, we're absolutely. A, we're in the middle of a crisis, you know, we're in the middle of a public health crisis. And so being from Ciclovia, our whole thing is organizing large group events. <laughs> and now, yeah. yeah, we can't do that right now. Understandably in order for us to get through this public health crisis. So I'm very supportive of doing everything necessary. Um, and supporting our city leaders in our communities in terms of our health to, you know, socially be at home, not necessarily put too much pressure. In this initial moment, people are still not completely comfortable staying at home. People are still not completely socially isolating. We're still trying to enact this policy to get people very comfortable. What I saw was um, an LA Times uh, article that reported that LA County health officials were saying that, you know, going for a walk in the neighborhood, as long as you're not, you know, with people that aren't in your household that you don't live with, or right. if you're just isolated was okay to get some yeah. exercise. Cause I think totally. people would like their muscles would but atrophy. Walking, so a bike is, ride as well. And, and, you and know. a bike ride. Uh huh. And, and I've, I've been taking that to heat. I've definitely been, you know, I think everybody just doing, going for a bike ride. And, and what I've noticed is the air is like so clean that now I can actually smell cars when they drive by. It's weird. Like, like well, I mean, it I, does, re- it does remind me eerily of a Ciclavia day and with no, with so little cars on the road. Um, right. You know, the streets are just fundamentally safer for activities that, that involve them. And so it is a, it is a great time. Um, and on some level, 
for folks to get that personal exercise um, and to explore their own community, their own neighborhood, explore, you know, their home. So it's, it's about being safe at home and walking outside your door is part of your home. That's your home community. Um, yeah. you know, doing that, doing that solo, doing that with the family unit that you live with and, you know, everybody doing what the proper things to be safe, but getting outdoors, it's really good for mental health and physical health. And those are two other, those are other aspects of what we need to do right now. Right? Like, in order to make sure all of our bodies are healthy enough to fight a virus, we need to all be healthy mentally and physically. And so those activities fit right within the parameters of, you know, what we need to do right now. And I think also, also happen to remind us, right. That how, how nice it can be outside when there's less cars on the street. Um, Absolutely. And that reminder, I think is a great thing to, you know, in terms of helping people to just think about our reality, our daily reality a little differently which is kind of what we, that's what our Ciclavia events are about. Like the opportunity to sort of experience your day in, in a neighborhood you're always in, but experience a little bit differently so that you can actually experience, feel that, that experience. And maybe that experience will inform your political and your personal decisions moving forward. Um, right. And I think, I yes. do think that people are going to be, after walking around for three or four weeks in their communities and stuff, I think after that, people will be visiting some of the restaurants that they got to know in that time in their neighborhood that they probably didn't see before, take some of those walks and have some of those talks. I've seen a lot of people out walking and talking. And I Absolutely. Think- it's, it's kind of funny. Um, I see that out here. I'm way out in the valley. And I think part of it is related to the shutting down of like, uh, you know, the 24-hour fitness or LA fitness and yeah. so forth, the gyms. Yeah. Yep. And I see people, I see a whole lot more people walking see, and running and yep. biking yep. with kids. So you see, it's pretty and, amazing. And you see people that you've never seen in your neighborhood before. Right. Right. I have. Right. I know, I mean, I'm moving into a new neighborhood. So it's been actually kind of great to, to just observe and get to know people who are walking around like, oh, okay, some of my neighbors. Um, you know, it's not something you normally get to do when you move into a community in Los Angeles because everybody's so typically busy shuttling from with their commitments in their day and trying to get back to their house and do their shit and do their things and then get out again. I think this opportunity to sort of tweak, you know, it's, it's, a, it's not, unfortunately, you know, it's in the context of a pandemic. Like, it, yeah. we are, we are, we're changing our life in order to get through a crisis. Um, but every, every, I grew up, I grew up in, you know, I grew up in a, a, a poor kid in a rough neighborhood. <laughs> and so I've to taken, um, taken a lemon and turn it into lemonade. It's like, you know, that's just what you do when you have to deal with adversity. Um, and, right. you know, and the resilience of our society, I think is going to show here a bit and our opportunity to support each other through this process support, you know, it's a collective experience we're having it. We're going to get through it as a collective like ours being isolated is about supporting a collective, like my taking care of my body and taking myself out of the virus circulation is for all the other people in the community. So they don't get it and that we don't get it so that we can get through this. And I think that, you know, that's another cyclical value as well. You know, it's a, it's a collective event about a lot of people working together about experiencing communities and, and building connections. And this, this experience though isolating us, still allows us to play out building connections. And I think that's something we always have to remember. So Ciclavia, the latest one, the one that got canceled was for this Sunday, right? Or um, no, it was last April. Sunday? It was April, April 26th, I believe. Um, oh, oh already wow. trying okay, to block so it out. Yeah, we, we were, you know, we, we, we planned these pretty far ahead. And so yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah, we definitely, you know, been eyeballing that this issue for a little bit, knew that we're concerned about it. Um, and, you know, it's a city, it's a city partnership we have. So tell us about it. Where was it located? And it would have been, uh, it would have been our Venice to mid city route, which is about, you know, three quarters of our, our Venice to downtown route we did way back mm-hmm. in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, we were really excited. You know, it was, I definitely thought it was going to be one of our, our pinnacle events this year. Um, you know, it's our 10 year anniversary. So, um, you know, our events this year were kind of selected to sort of highlight different nuances of our story. And that Venice route is still our biggest event ever with that Venice, a downtown event in terms of attendance and, and length, of course, it definitely was. And we couldn't do the whole thing again just because of the logistics of it. It's very difficult, but we did a good chunk of it to show it off. And unfortunately, we had to cancel, which means that it won't happen in this calendar year. Um, it will happen, you know, and so we're likely to revisit that community route. You know, we're definitely going to visit that community again um, in the near future, you know, but it's just not going to be this calendar year, unfortunately. How do you guys end up choosing uh, communities and routes? It's a complicated process where, you know, it's, it's partially informed by staff exploration and community exploration. It's also in partnership with our city partners. So we work with the city and city officials, you know, to identify communities and in need. And of course, we listen to community voice and ideas. So sometimes some idea will come up through the networks and stuff. And we'll be like, oh, that's interesting. Let's go, let's go explore it, you know? So mm-hmm. when people yell at us on social media, we actually sometimes go, oh, that's interesting. Let's think about that. Um, not, and I'm encouraging people to yell at us on social media, but I'm just saying like, you know, we listen um, to a lot of different stakeholders to try to figure out where what routes make sense. And there's a lot of logistics too, in terms of like time of year, weather, uh, right. Like the other big events, there's only so many Sundays in a, in a year, <laughs> and, and a lot of them get booked. <laughs> and so geography sometimes also is, you know, those factor into it. Now it could it could happen anywhere within Metro's uh, jurisdiction, right? So it could happen anywhere in LA County. Is am I do I have that right? No, it's be, um, the Metro Metro is one of our big sponsors, but they don't. Like our metro relation, metro doesn't sponsor every event we do, and some of our events are exclusively funded by the city of LA, for example. Okay. Um, and occasionally, we've done you know we do events occasionally out in the county at different jurisdictions. I think in the near future, there's going to be a lot of emphasis on the city of LA with our work, just because of our um, growing commitments um, with the city and you know our inclusion in the Green New Deal with the mayor's workaround. Um, achieving more sustainability in the city and looking at open streets as a tactic in that um, conversation. Um, you know, we definitely agree with that assessment. We think that this kind of programming, not just strictly open street programming in general, and that there are various kinds of interventions and engagements that transform how people use, use street space and public space. They will help build a culture in the city that um, will prioritize sustainability, will prioritize the environment, and will prioritize, you know, equity and people. Um, and so, you know, we will be focusing our help, you know, that will help inform, you know, our work and a lot of that work around, that touches the city of LA. So Green New Deal. So that's going to be Ciclovia every week. Well, you know, you know, you know. <laughs> The mayor promised that. And that's what the mayor said. You know, he's our partner. We, but you know, I think it's really we're going to be looking at a plan for increasing. Was that was that like a Trump comment? No, no, no. I, you know, <laughs> I, I can't say what I would say about that guy on on the, your, on the air. Like, so I'm not, you know. Right. No, no I mean, like, you know how Trump said, like, oh, we got plenty of ventilators. <laughs> Um, no, 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 I think, I think Garcetti was just sort of dreaming. Like he was just sort of saying it out loud, like, Hey, we should have one every week. 
but I think the commitment he, I think he, would probably be something more like every month, maybe. And also, I think when he again, when the mayor was speaking about this, he was talking about open streets programming in general and, and engagements in the street that that kind of resembles Ciclovia, but it isn't always Ciclovia's. And mm. so when you, when you talk about those kinds of events, I think you talk you could talk about weekly could definitely happen. When we, can you do a Ciclovia event, open street event weekly? No, I, I mean I just think that's impossible. Um, I mean I, in in LA right now, I mean I think. You know, there might be a future when our political and social context is different, and and then it may, might make sense. Like it makes sense in some other countries and some other contexts. Like it makes sense in Colombia. Colombia took, you know, decades to get to the point—not a decade, decades—to get to the point of doing, you know, every Sunday engagements. And also, the cultural and political context is different. Um, so the cost of those events are different. Um, in Los Angeles, is we've you know we've developed a formula for doing it that we that we do. I'm not saying it's the best one ever, right? Like, but this is, you know, we, we have some success with what we do. Um, we definitely know we're right now we're at six a year, right? And, and you know, we've grown to six a year every other month, um, which, we, which we, you know, do feel, we, help, we feel healthy with, and we definitely know we can increase that in the, in the coming years. Um, the, there's a definitely a, a monthly kind of, or, you know, like to, getting towards monthly is a, a framework we definitely are looking at in the near term, which is what the mayor's immediate promise was. Um, and then like, you know, I think the future is about how are we transforming lifestyle and culture in our city to inform how we use streets so that weekly open street programming across the city of Los Angeles makes sense for neighborhoods and residents are asking for it. Like the residents of New York have stood up together and asked for, you know, open streets in every borough during this crisis. Like as Tyranic was talking about earlier, New York identified open streets as a direct response to the public health crisis they're happening right now that works for them in our community. If, you know, so they're, they're shutting down streets to cars in New York right now. They're, they're, they, you know, they've had an open street program in New York for years. They, they were doing it before mm -hmm. we were doing it, actually, I believe, mm -hmm. just before we started doing ours. Um, and so they, they have a process of doing that. They have a lot of experience with that in, across their city. Um, and they, and also they have a, a, a biker culture that a population of bicyclists and a, and a walking culture, much, much, you know, stronger than Los Angeles is right. about when you talk about the, the size of their city, talk about the density of their city. You talk about the fact that almost nobody owns cars. Everybody uses a subway. I mean, all those things inform the fact that they're like, yeah, we need the streets open because like everybody's living on top of each other already. Like, I think right. our, our opportunity is a little bit different, I think, right now, because, you know, we have all these open streets right now where a lot of folks, we are like the streets are kind of open right now, like because nobody's driving right now. Everybody has a little bit of a street space that they could use right now. And we should be encouraging people to socially isolate, do it responsibly. You're safer at home, but it's still a great time to walk around your neighborhood like take a bike ride, you know, solo or with your, your family crew to get out a little bit, like take advantage of the op more open streets we have right now and get used to it. And, and also maybe get used to it a little bit because there's groups like ours and, uh, and other organizations in the city working on making the streets safe for every day for people, a little bit of cyclovia life every day for the city, all over the city. And I think this moment of being able to experience that for the city, you know, li lemons out of lemonade, like, or eliminate our limits first. <laughs> I think that the reason people are wanting open streets and also feeling like they can get away with asking for them in New York, and also, was it Pittsburgh or somewhere in Pennsylvania? They're asking for open streets and getting them 
is that they're bumping into each other on the sidewalks because you can't walk around the block if somebody's coming in the other direction without That's, stepping into the exactly street. exactly right. like the density is so intense that they need they've actually there's a really concrete need for it right now in, in to in order to in order to do social isolation like and to get social distancing going on it's not that that's not the case here right like you walk outside you you're, there's a lot of people out like you know and some of us will attest in our neighborhoods there's a lot more people out and maybe in some neighborhood you know i was in k-town i leased my old house in k-town i can imagine some of our denser parts of our neighborhood might be a little bit tighter in terms of the sidewalk space but honestly there's a lot of space for people to walk around the sidewalk and still be socially distant it's not like we have a, that critical crisis need around social space in well, LA. I don't know. I, I, I have a sidewalk that's like four feet wide. In LA, some neighborhoods are definitely different. I'm not trying to say see for every neighborhood. You know, our city is very big. Um, I live off of Venice Boulevard right now. Plenty of, you know, sidewalk street space um, on this part, in this part of town. Like certain parts of town, different. And so, I, you know, when you talk about how our city is built, you know, that's a whole other issue of equity that, you know, that wasn't a topic for today. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I need this uh, Cypress avenue i need it shut down i need it open i think i think i think, I think it's fair i don't i'm not you know i'm not one saying that we shouldn't be asking for it either don't get me wrong like i definitely feel like we should be all speaking up about the things we need to make our community safe and whole right now um at the same time as being conscious of supporting uh the health of our city through this public health crisis if communities need the tension around like public gathering right now has has resulted in the closing of all of our parks all of our beaches you know like they, like right now, we're trying to get a handle on getting people to respect the crisis. Um, and so I just, I'm very mindful of, of supporting that. I don't think that it means that we shouldn't be also at the same time getting ready to ask for some of the space we need in our communities to be healthy and socially distant, which, you know, might require some opening up of street spaces in certain neighborhoods in order to create some more walking space. That totally yeah, makes make sense in some neighborhoods, right? Isn't sort of part of the idea of Ciclovia that once people get a taste of it, they're going to ask for more? Yes, um, that's definitely that's definitely <laughs> the, the spirit of Ciclovia and and the idea. And as we increase the frequency of the events, you got to realize now that too, the Ciclovia events themselves are are very complicated productions, staffing wise, city resource wise, you know, in order to make them safe. And so that that cost is has to also be weighed every time they're produced with other things and stuff. And we're all, we're mindful of, you know, what that means in terms of its value to the city and it it's serving a public health good. How much does a Ciclovia cost? Let's say we do a six mile closure. Do you guys do you guys price it out by mile? No, it doesn't really work that way exactly. Okay. Like there's a little bit of scale there, but not really. It's it's mm -hmm. because the the overall kind of like city staffing commitments and stuff tend to stay the same because the attendance numbers tend to be relatively similar across and, and the, the amount of uh, crossing points tend to be very similar. Um, mm -hmm. so and some of those some of those production needs and some of those needs of doing it sort of tend to tend to be very similar regardless. And I mean I think the average is like three hundred to five hundred thousand per event, something like that. Um, oh, that's not too bad. No, it's not, it's not, that's not, it's not like a crazy, crazy expensive thing. You know, we've mm -hmm. definitely tried to do it at a reasonable budget that makes sense and is, you know, worth the impact. You know, we touch hundred thousand people with the event and it's free for all the participants, right? Like it's, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's building a park for a day. So it's, there's some, definitely some powerful bang for buck, but um, at the end of the day, it, it still requires the city staffing of it you know it, it, there's a lot of 
all hands on deck to make it happen. And I'm sensitive to what that means in the middle of a, a pandemic. <laughs> like, I mean, now I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm laughing out of nervousness and some little bit of like, oh, this is crazy. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, don't think really fun, I don't think it's really funny, but it's just trying to help myself be sane. Like, as I, you know, worry if I'm going to get sick in the next week or time, week's time. Um, yeah oh god yeah i've been having a little cough here and there and i'm like do i have it what's going on like you start getting paranoid because you're like reading all these reports and stuff i mean there's a lot going on for our community right now and i think it's incredibly important that we all are as you know the most important things we can all as individuals do for our city right now is call our friends call our family check in with them Encourage them to make sure they're socially isolating. Ask them if they got food. Ask them if they can pay rent. Asking them are they okay? Like, and making sure everybody's doing that for everybody, at least for the next week or so. <laughs> like, we're, when we're, mm-hmm. we get testing going and, like, we can get a sense that if this is working and we're, we are starting to sort of flatten what could be a very, you know, tra- traumatic kind of experience for us. Um, flatten the curve a little bit and and get us into a situation where we then we can be a little more creative. We're not just being reactionary and responsive. We can be a little forward thinking and creative towards addressing this crisis on our toes. Um, I mean, definitely, uh, you know, April 1st is going to be a big day because yeah, rent is due. (laughs) Rent is due for a large portion of the city. I have a lot of friends who just have no job right now. Like, yeah, and, and for, and for the foreseeable future, like they don't necessarily, they don't have a clear clue when, you know, they would be able to be working again. And that, it must be incredibly frightening for them. Um, I know it is. And, you know, I just think we need to be there here for them and we need policies for them and for everybody else impacted by this, um, that will support, you know, support them and support us as a city. Um, you know, there's a lot of good policy work going on on a city level, working on the rent mortgage moratoriums and, and, and forgiveness programs, um, supplying healthy cleaning services to our unhoused communities, um, worker protections across the board. Like there's a lot of important policy work happening in, right now um, that, you know, is going to be needed all across the country <laughs> and is definitely, you know, something we need to shore up so that people can be comfortable enough to relax. Um, and, you know, and at the same time, during it all, we have to keep be mindful of taking care of ourselves, which is why I think what you were talking about, Roblox, like riding our bike, taking that walk, getting the air, enjoying, enjoying life, because we are all alive living together and taking care of our, our mental and physical well-being so that we can all weather the storm. It's, it's been seriously joyous because I think about, I mean, I'm not saying it's joyous, the pandemic, but just getting out and experiencing a smog-free LA. I don't think we're ever going to see that again in our lifetime. You know, like it, it's going to take a long time before we convert all of the cars in, in this city to electric. And as soon as we start winding this thing back up, the smog's going to come back. So it's like, well, I, I, I'll say though, I'll say I'm hoping I'm one of my hopes of, of all this and another, another bit of lemonade out of all the lemons of the situation. Um, you know, there are some, a good number of folks lucky enough to still have gigs right now through this crisis and are given the opportunity to work from home right now. Mm-hmm. And the working from home would do a lot <laughs> to <laughs> alleviate like our air problems across the region. <laughs> if, right. 
if, if, if a good percentage of these folks are able to leverage the situation and the experience and be like, you know what, why not work from home a little more? Like you could come, we come back online, like in the right way. And like, it's, you know, keep some of this lifestyle going. Um, I'm hoping that some of those kinds of shifts that are happening right now, um, get baked, baked in a little bit because I think, yeah, that, good point. Good I think point. there are some, I think there are some real ways that we're learning how to be a little more sustainable, um, Unfortunately, it took a pandemic, and but I, I'm, I'm, I'm like I said, I grew up in hard situations. Like you make the best of it, and one of the best things here would be if some of these policies stayed um, in place to help people weather uh, the other storm that's brewing for us. All right. Well, I have uh, invited a few people to the Zoom. I know you're not supposed to do that on social media, really, but I did, <laughs> and we'll see if anybody clicks on it. <laughs> but so, Tafari, you're the uh, chief strategist of Ciclovia. Yes, sir. And uh, I think I've always wanted a job like chief strategist. Just sounds, <laughs> chief, sounds right up. Chief strategist for something like fun. Can you imagine? <laughs> what a great job. Yeah, I do consider myself lucky. That's true. Yeah. So do you just go around It sounds like Ciclovia is not going to be happening even the next Ciclovia, the you know the one after this one that got canceled it sounds like we're going to be in this i don't know how long we're going to be in it so that's the yeah. first thing i would say our eyes are on that june event um mm -hmm. our goal is to come back online as quickly as possible um yeah you know i i particularly the sweet spot for our event but obviously feel like us having a Ciclovia would be a great way to come out of this <laughs> like, and help yeah. everybody get back together for a moment. I mean, I think we'll, we'll need a good Ciclovia after this. Um, we'll, you know, I'm hoping that we'll find a way to be able to do the June situation. We'll, we'll, know, we'll know as things move along, you know, if we can flatten yeah. the curve and take care of ourselves in this time, it'll help inform that decision, you know, that we'll be making with the city. So, Where's um, the June, where is the June one uh, going, going to happen? Um, uh, give us give us some hope. Give us something to look forward to. Do um, we know where it's going to be? Yeah, I, uh, I, we've, we've announced all of them for this year. I believe it's Atwater and Glendale, and I'll feel silly if I got that wrong. Um, <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure it's Atwater and Glendale, and after that, it'd be Pacoima. Uh, okay, cool. Atwater and Glendale should be fun. They have a they have a Glendale Boulevard, right? I'm imagining it would go on Glendale Boulevard, and there's like a farmers market there, and yeah, we had some little um, businesses. This is cool. when this is when we were supposed to do last year, I believe. So um, we're happy to get back to it. Um, and like I said, that the one we had to cancel, it's not it's not one we're never going to do again. Um, you know, these things are things we like to. Are these communities are part of our territories that we like to make sure to get back to? So, you know, we we feel a commitment to visit everybody again and again as many houses they they want us to. We got to bring a Ciclovia out to. Northridge someday. We almost got there with the last one, maybe modifications. So we're definitely gonna go back to that Sherman Way, Sherman Oaks um, event. Yeah, okay. Cool. Well, so Don, wait, Tafari, uh, you yeah. said you said you'd get out. Uh, you, we just have you till 645, but um, can we keep you on a couple more sure. minutes since I think you're gonna be our only guest? Okay. And sure. I see on the Zoom, we might have somebody do we get some people in here? It looks like we have somebody. Is is anybody on Zoom? It's Dorothy Wong. Hello. Hello, hello. How are you? How are you doing? 
We've got Tafari Bain, Dorothy Wong, Don Ward, and Nick Richard. Do we have anybody else on the Zoom? This is kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys on camera? No. no. Uh -oh. We're tired of looking at each other. We were doing a test earlier, and it was... All right. Tafari so looked good, but I looked at myself. I was ready. I, was I put on a shirt and everything. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I have a... For my Zoom, I have a really nice uh, wall with uh, my husband's painting in the back. Oh, really? Turn on your camera. That's kind of cool, you know? But Turn I just, the camera. I just do it. bike ride. Oh, <laughs> you're like, I'm not, I'm not ready, though. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. I'll turn it on. Well, you guys are all off. You can't see it. I'll turn mine on. There. How's that? Oh, hey, man. You guys, <laughs> this, this, uh, this doesn't really add much to the listener of our right. podcast. <laughs> oh, true. That's right. We're on the radio. What are we talking Not about? Not just soon. <laughs> Dorothy, we're talking to Tafara. You know what he does. Right. Okay. Yes, we've met. And yeah, I about to say, I feel like I've met before. Yes, hello. Right now, you know, you posted pictures of LA's air quality, right? Mm -hmm. so you wrote about the, our views. And I mean, what do you think about the, the times we're living in and what it's showing us? I feel like it's like Ciclavia, kind of, in some ways we've been talking about. Oh, my about. God. Totally. So we're allowed to um, get out of our homes, right? We can go for a walk. Uh, and we are actually allowed to ride our bicycles. Have you yes. guys talked about that yet? And yes. so I went out and I rode my bicycle and there were all of these people walking around my neighborhood <laughs> that normally don't walk. Usually cars are zooming around the corner. Um, you know, we don't have a whole heck of a lot of super busy traffic in Altadena where I live, but um, it was just this different experience. It was kind of quiet and, hey, who are you? Hi, you know, <laughs> and it was kind of, you know, I think Ciclavia definitely has a really happy vibe. <laughs> Minus the smiles. <laughs> yeah, this one was kind of like, do you have the virus? Do you right. have the virus? <laughs> too close to me. But, oh my uh, God. You know, totally. but, but at the same time, I was on my bicycle and um, I was able to kind of just zoom around and, you know, and um, so it was, but I did think of Ciclavia. It was it's really funny um, that, you know, I wasn't thinking about this in particular, but while I was there, it was just that same sort of sensation where, you know, there weren't a heck of a lot of cars and people were moving around. And uh, even where I hike, um, it's called the Hahamangna Watershed Park. Uh, it's in the Arroyo Seco. Mm -hmm. And um, after they, um, it's a long story, but the latest evolution of this watershed uh, lost basically a mile's worth of riparian trees. They all got removed. And when they removed those trees, you could suddenly smell all of the exhaust from the 210 freeway and the trucks and all the cars on it. Oh. It really starts. But now, because less cars are on the road, you can smell um, the flowers, the air is crisp as it is anyway, but it was, it's just amazing. And um, from, from Altadena, you can see through um, three different mountains to see, I think we can almost see Santa Monica or something. You can, you can see so many, I, I, I don't know if I'm just tripping that I never noticed before, but I've seen so many mountain ranges yeah. You know, north, south, east, west. I'm seeing mountains that I just don't remember seeing before, you know. And it's it's incredible. It's 
I'm telling you this Los Angeles is yeah. not going to be like this for, for the rest of our lives. This is insane. Yeah. Well, I, I was kind of thinking like we all are sort of on social media and have our, our friend groups and, and we're in different various community groups. I've been kind of poking people, you know, out where I'm at, there's a group called uh, West Hills, which has like 18,000 members. And there's always like back and forth about whatever topics. And I've been just throwing up pictures of my bike rides and just sort of saying like, Hey, it's okay to bike ride. As long as you're staying isolated, check out how amazing it is. If you ever wanted to get on a bike, get on one and experience your neighborhood. Now's the time. And just sort of pontificating a little bit about riding bicycles and getting people, you know, piquing their interest. And I've had people sort of ask me like, Oh, where's that? You know, like I've always wanted to like ride my bike What you know, so I don't know if you're, if you're out there, I'd, I'd, I'd recommend posting pictures and trying to lure some more people out on their bikes as long as they're socially distant. Yeah, I definitely think that this is a great strategy right now to sort of encourage people to take care of themselves. Um, and I think the one of the best ways we can do that right now is by getting out and taking those walks and enjoying enjoying the air, enjoying the safer streets. You know, as socially distant as distance, you know, as necessary to make sure we can still weather weather this. But it's a great time to get out. You need we need it. So I'm seeing a lot of families because the kids they can't. They can't go anywhere either, right? right. Mm -hmm. so I saw a mom with her three kids. They were yeah. bikes, you know, uh, they were smiling. Uh, there was yeah. a mom and, you know, and there were, it was the other thing yesterday, there was a um, uh, couple of kids. One was even a teenager and it was just like, I need to exercise. I need to do something, <laughs> right? And then he's on his beach cruiser and he's just, charging up the road and there's no cars you know <laughs> just to kind of <laughs> let out all that extra energy so it's definitely you know that was kind of a cool thing so is nobody thinking that we're gonna have people realize how good this is and then just advocate for keeping it this way even a little bit more than we've had it i i just think it's hard to answer that question right around this moment i i, I want to see what happens once Next, next couple of weeks, we're supposed to get a clearer sense about how we're doing in terms of virus management. Um, and I think that this is still sinking in. So I think then I, I would feel more comfortable really assessing, a answering a question like that. But, mm. So, but just from like a, lay, a layman's common sense kind of view, if people are discovering how to go to school from home, how to work from home, well, you know, why the, are they? Well, that's the thing, like they're not, I mean, they're schooling from home, but they're not, kids are going to go back to school. Like, I mean, I, I mean, I hear what you're saying. I think, I think that people will be more encouraged about physical activity day to day, but I think also people are just kind of in a crisis right now too. That's all I'm saying. So, yeah. to, I don't know. So on, on that note, um, it's been amazing that I've had people contact me because this is also the cycle where, um, you know, there are grants, uh, you know, like there's still some movement with active transportation. And um, we were just talking. They're amazing folks down in the South Bay. I think it was the South Bay Bicycle Club. They did some really great stuff already with um, getting kids on bikes. And uh, so we were all just sort of brainstorming how we can, you know, start building momentum and energy. And a couple times this week, one, I helped with the farmer's market in my community. We did drive through farmer's market. 
And I, because I put on bike events, I set up the traffic flow with my husband, you know, so that everyone could move into this parking lot and all that kind of stuff. So we're definitely at a time where things are kind of like, we can't stress too much now that we have this time indoors. Alarms are going off on our phone, stay inside, don't leave your neighborhood or whatever. Um, we do have time. Like this week, I've had Zoom meetings. We're talking now here. You know, I got to do the farmer's market. We had a we have a safe streets committee at our town council here in Altadena. And we were starting to talk about things and, um, you know, and strategize. So I think this is the one time where the 88 cities have many unincorporated areas in Los Angeles County and Zoom, we can start hopefully figuring out how to strategize, you know, take some time to strategize. Yeah, I think that's a good point. So Tafara, you must be more aware than most people about the different neighborhoods in LA because you you work with them to put on these events, right? I would think I'm, so, I'm somewhat of an expert on the neighborhoods of Los Angeles, though I wouldn't say more, more than other people, but you know, I have my experience for sure. <laughs> and Don, you're really pretty good about knowing the, the neighborhoods. But so, I was born and raised uh, Angelinos. I didn't want to rub it in, but I was about to say that too. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'm exposing my own (laughs) foreignness. Aren't you from Boston? You're from Boston. uh, I'm from New York. Are you from New York? Epicenter of the virus. Apparently. I was just going to say, like earlier, you touched on how it's different in different neighborhoods, how some neighborhoods have ample sidewalks, for example. But uh, other neighborhoods are more in need of maybe street closures. Yes, I definitely think that there, there there's you know going to be differing open space needs for differing neighborhoods in our different neighborhoods in our city, and those things will start to get more pronounced the longer we are you know safer you know sheltering in place, safer at home, and you know self isolating and socially distancing like. I think that's, I do think that's why it's so prevalent, you know, so immediately necessary in New York. I would think downtown, they should close up a bunch of streets downtown. Downtown is definitely way different these days than it has been in the past. Yeah, there's usually lots of people on the sidewalks down there. I would think that they should close down some of those streets to cars, no? Yeah, uh, I mean, and put in washing stations and other, other really necessary facilities right now, that might make a lot of sense. Yeah. So we have another Zoom participant. I don't know if that person wants to introduce themselves, but uh, Wendy, is, are you there? Can I say? Sorry. Welcome to Bike Talk on KPFK. Hi, it's Wendy. Hi, Wendy. Hey. I thought I was on mute. How are you guys doing? I joined late. No worries. That's the thing about Zoom is, you know, nobody can be, just be there without being... Did someone just fart? <laughs> Okay, can we try to maintain the... <laughs> I actually I'm have to... from a bike ride. I biked to Santa Monica and back to my house in West LA. And you can, right take on. The entire, you can take the entire lane. There aren't any cars or very few parked cars. It's pretty, pretty crazy in a good way. Right? Isn't it funny how... I always said bike riders would be the ones to be best positioned to survive the apocalypse because we're not tied to machinery and fossil fuels. We can just get on a bike and go. And lo and behold, like it's not that, I don't know. 
Well, why am I, say, why am I what, saying it? Why well, when, when one thing I definitely put in my last emergency earthquake preparedness kick was a whole a whole like slew of uh, bikes bikes inner tubes. <laughs> I think I've had that thought too. You know, uh, people talk about a bug out bag, right? But uh, I was talking to Cynthia Rose about uh, doing a show about what's your bug out bike like? Bug out bike? What's that all about? <laughs> you know how you grab a bag for the apocalypse or the disaster? Then me hop on your bike. So, you know, what's your bike? How is your bike prepared for when you it's have to take to be a off cargo and... bike to carry a lot of equipment? <laughs> All right. Now, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> well, I was going to jump in. So, well, wildfire, that was the last thing, you know. Okay, mm-hmm. we need to respond to wildfire. Before that, it was earthquake. And then we've really not taken, you know, the viruses seriously until now right right and somewhere along the line we are supposed to be scared of a flood in los angeles i'm like wait a minute so (laughs) so in all of that you know there are definitely lessons learned i spent two days with the forest service and different uh foothill communities on how we were going to be ready to escape you know and evacuation was for some of our neighborhoods they were just like what's going to happen? We only have one road to get in and get out, you know? And then I kept thinking, bicycle, bicycle. (laughs) Why can't, you know? And um, it just seems like the solution that gets ignored. So I think it would behoove all of us that are advocates of um, what this amazing bicycle does, (laughs) you know, can get on a Zoom call, organize something, and then come up with some really good grassroots strategy, like John was saying, you know, and and let's... Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, just, just whenever you get a chance, like, I mean, I'm kind of a... I'm in all these different neighborhood groups around LA on Facebook, and whenever I see people start to discuss traffic issues, I like to jump in and throw my little two cents in. But definitely... I've been throwing out, like I said, like, Hey, I had a great bicycle ride today. Come, you know, come out and, and socially isolate yourself on a bike and just put it in people's heads. I think it's just like putting a little thought in their head. We've been talking about it a little bit on Esiclavia, like what we could be doing, you know, besides supporting the city's moves right now in terms of getting through the crisis and, we're definitely, you know, going to be encouraging people to take those walks, take those bike rides. People are like, you know, very active on social right now. So it's a great time to talk about and encourage people to be out, to, and, you know, with photos, take, take cool photos and encourage people to go visit things in their neighborhood. If this stretches as long as we think it's going to stretch at least in the initial couple months, um, it might be a great opportunity for people to help give people tools to get around. If you have an old bike in your lot, a garage, maybe give it to give it to somebody who needs a bike. I don't know, but you know, there mutual aid societies are sort of popping up and one of the forms of mutual aid will, will be, you know, sort of sharing goods and, and sharing things that we might have that other people might need and bicycles might be one of those things. So I just think that there's ways that we could be taking care of each other. Um, and part of that is encouraging people to responsibly be outdoors. Yeah, I mean, we're all influencers. I think we need to have a hashtag strategy or some like script. We are posting different things like today. I saw the family and I saw the high school mountain bike kids. They were on their bikes and I'm like, how did they get to mix? They're not, they definitely don't live together. They probably 
promised their parents they would uh, practice social distancing while they were riding their bike. But they were at a spot where I'm like, wow, that is exactly the spot that would be a perfect spot for a bike park, right? Um, where I was walking my dog earlier today. And, um, you know, I just see these visions, but I, they need to grab hold and you know, there's definitely momentum with like even the county, they're going to have a virtual uh, board of supervisors meeting for the first time. And they've been having these live updates. And then finally, they've got themselves on YouTube. You know, now you can see it live via YouTube. And then they're making comments and communicating. So I think this is an evolutionary time for us uh, to, you know, really document the benefits of the bicycle and get some strategy going. Mm-hmm. Tafari, how do you get strategy uh, going? Um, I mean, first, you want to set a goal and then identify some key milestones that you need to do to achieve that goal. And then you can identify some tasks you need to achieve those milestones. And you can set a timeline for that stuff. And then, you know, you might want you to raise some money. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dorothy, just, you just said that there's money. Yes, there's... Um you know, through the little active transportation grants. I mean, there's also planning different, what was it, the CTC or one of those grants just came out and there's different levels. I know the county where we are, are looking to update our bicycle master plan. They got that approved. The county applied for an active transportation planning grant. Uh, but there's all these little different types of grants floating around. So we got some ones, uh, you know, through community grants just to get people doing stuff, you know, coming up with an idea. We just have to organize. I always feel like bicyclists, we want to keep moving so that we can't organize ourselves. And so perhaps Ciclavia is a, a good example, you know, and then the different coalitions. You know, we do have 10 million people here in 88 cities, and maybe we don't see what everyone's doing, but they're doing good work in their community, right? Yeah. I mean, I know from speaking from our perspective, Ciclavia, I mean, we'll definitely be looking at figuring out a good bicycle distribution kind of opportunity in the coming months. You know, as we always see, when you take cars off the road, there is a, a demand for, you know, opportunity to get out into the street and, and to ride your bikes. We see it right now, and we know there's a lot of people sitting out there without a bike. So um, next time that something like this happens, I want to make sure folks have the tools to get around. So we'll be looking at trying to identify a source for some bikes we can give away to people, kids and families. If somebody well, can help do that, that'd be great. But, you know, we'll be looking for partners for that kind of stuff in the future. We lost Don somehow. Oh, he got an emergency alert and then he had to drop out and now Zoom won't let him back in. Oh, that was the emergency alert telling you to stay home. I think the county <laughs> yeah. city, they sent uh, emergency alerts through all of our cell phones. Did you yes, guys get an alert today? Yeah, I got it. I got it earlier. Wendy, are you still there? I'm still here. I didn't want to like jump into your conversation because I missed like the first hour. So I don't know what you guys have talked about. So I'm just lurking. Apologies. Zoom. We didn't introduce Dorothy in the way that we could have. Well, hello, you... Dorothy. Hi, Dorothy. Hi, Wendy. <laughs> Wait, Dorothy yeah, does Dorothy. a lot. We, we rode bicycles today. That's, I was a little late too because I went on a bicycle ride myself, but I have a long history. I don't know. I'm a bicycle advocate and then I do bicycling education with the different uh, metro programs and walk and rollers. I used to work in Hollywood and then I put on uh, bicycle events 
So I put on cyclocross in Southern California. And then with the open street events, oh, and then I became a council member in Altadena. So we're like a town council, kind of like a neighborhood council, uh, but for the county, District 5. So that's my madness. And uh, uh, yeah. And then I posted actually a cool picture where we're talking about these things is uh, I, I posted a picture where we built a bike park for Long Beach, Beach Streets, and we built a pump track. And then that amounted to then somebody else that wanted to start building a pump track because they had extra time. <laughs> anyway. I don't have a pedigree. I'm just a cyclist who bikes to work every day and I volunteer with LACBC. Oh, awesome. <coughs> <coughs> That's not COVID. Get her a drink. <laughs> Oh my God. So your pet, you have a, oh, sorry. I should have respect the Thai food that I'm eating for dinner. Okay. <laughs> you shouldn't inhale it, basically. Oh my God. Sorry. I'm so disruptive. I'm sorry that I did that. Oh my God. <clears throat> what have you been doing? Have you been getting out on your bike, Wendy? Um, I ride my bike every day. So I started working from home this week on Monday. And that's making me kind of crazy. I don't really like it so much. And I live by myself and I've got cats and that's about it. And I interact with people um, all day long for my job, but uh, I got to get out of the house. I live in a really small space. It's like 700 square feet and by, by about four or five o'clock, I'm going bananas. So yeah, the bicycling hard. helps to kind of get out and just see what people are doing. Um, I just find this to be a very interesting bizarre time have you seen the people who are walking with face masks around their chin smoking cigarettes <laughs> no i've <clears throat> it seems to be a, a, a local phenomenon in west l.a in santa monica but uh i just don't know that they i, I think the irony escapes them possibly it just looks so preposterous I, you ever see people riding a bike while smoking yeah yeah, I've seen it. For some reason, that seems ironic to me, too. Yeah, definitely. Back to this topic, I think there's different ways for us to definitely organize, and it's opportunity lost if we don't. That's the pressure. Let's start a script, a hashtag, or get a little movement going. <clears throat> well, Tafari mentioned that Ciclovia is interested in partnering with, if I could synopsize what you said, Tafari, but with people who probably are trying to get access for families and all kinds of people to... Well, uh, well yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not talking, you know, in, in, in this, you know, a little bit later, like not like a, not an immediate kind of op organizing opportunity, but some kind of program that we're definitely going to be doing in a, in a little bit, learning from this moment, right? Like observing that there's so many folks who, given the opportunity and w would just go ride their bike in their neighborhood right now. Um, and I know there's a lot of people who just don't have those vehicles. So, so I know it's in sometime later on this year, we'll be doing something like that. But that's not sort of an immediate organizing opportunity, I would say. Dorothy, it seems like you're probably already part of groups that are strategizing. Wendy, you're with LA, you volunteer with LACBC, they're strategizing. Even our local community, we have our traffic safety and mobility group. And I, I really started thinking how we can really make that even stronger um, so that we become, you know, a legitimized stakeholder, theoretically. Just 
putting the politics into it. Some of the simple data when I was writing today, I wanted to, I felt like stopping. Hey, everybody, while you're walking on the streets, there's a really cool app. <laughs> so we're trying to get our community to uh, use the Berkeley Safe Trek um, street stories. I don't know if you know what that is. But well, Berkeley, I do, but you can. Yeah, the Berkeley Safe Trek is sort of the data management for uh, collision data, automobile, bicycling, pedestrian, uh, primarily. That's my understanding. And uh, they also are, I don't know if they're a division or they are also then connected with uh, the California Office of Traffic Safety. So we got a grant in Altadena, uh, one of the community bicycling and pedestrian um, training, safety training uh, grants. They, mm -hmm. They're just ongoing and they're kind of connected with safe routes to schools somehow or corridors. So <clears throat> anyway, so the, the street stories allows the community to actually document things they like about a certain street. I feel safe walking on this street or I don't feel safe walking on this street. And it's an amazing time to even have us vision, wow, maybe I do wanna walk on this street. And so that becomes a layer of data or you can go, this is dangerous to cross or whatever you wanna document, good or bad, through your phone and this app. And then it, it overlays the data where you are. So then ultimately we could be building this community data for our town of Altadena. County Public Works uh, has agreed that that is data that they take into consideration when they're looking at projects. And hopefully we kind of do it together. And now people who are walking on their streets for the first time, although the cars aren't there, right? Could still be time where people have time because like we said, this is unprecedented time in bad ways, but also in good ways if we move around for the future. So are people using the app? So we, we had a training session. Somebody flew in from Berkeley and they trained our community and we all learned how to use it. And we did some inputting while we were just there because we know our neighborhood. And then uh, we just finished our meeting uh, yesterday. We had our Zoom meeting, my community, now that we can think about other things a little bit more um and it was a good distraction for all the other things like wendy was saying she needed to do something so i think we're all kind of feeling that we need to do something so um we got on a zoom call so we're going to start strategizing and and then uh challenging our community to go out while they're walking uh, or biking and document you know so challenge the group that got educated and then also spread it to you know have people go and do it you know document their walk so we'll see what happens but that was kind of one thing i'm really sad we were going to do the uh theater paint home tour if you guys have ever heard of that by bicycle have you ever heard that's of the, the, the garden <laughs> yes and it's like 90 something miles and so over two days but you don't have to ride the whole 90 miles um, and so I had, uh, I had gotten a bunch of, um, I, I was going to plan to do that and it all just went away, but they're having a virtual tour. So I'm going to look at that too. Here's the other thing. Yesterday, the County of Los Angeles, or two days ago, they're updating their community climate action plan. And the cities must be doing these things too. You know, while we're looking at climate change and you were talking about the air, 
often when I'm at these meetings, I always feel like there's just not enough bicyclists <laughs> telling the leaders what they want or what they need, right? And so, you know, these are definitely times for us to organize. Thanks for having me, guys. I have to step off. Well, on that note, thanks to Farah and Dorothy. Let's let's strategize next week. And thank you, Wendy. <laughs> thanks for letting me lurk. Sorry about the coughing. It was a very spicy thing that I inhaled. It was, it was a human moment. Thank you. Uh, Thai yeah. food sounds good. It was amazing. You know, I think it's the first takeout I've had in two weeks. <laughs> it required a lot of uh, uh, decontamination and quarantining of containers. It was <laughs> madness bringing it into my house, but you know, I think I survived. Yeah. Aside from inhaling that pepper. <laughs> it's nice to know that you're having Thai food. Yeah, it was good. Well, we're going to do this again next week and every week. We'll be at home for probably another couple months, right? Yeah. Yeah. So let's build on this. Yeah. All right. Get some notes in our Facebook, maybe. Can post some or, you know, somewhere so we can just start building the energy communication wise before the next one. Great. That sounds, that sounds good. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And, and hi, Joni. Joni just got on. Um, next <laughs> next time, okay? Joni, I'm not sick. <laughs> hey, Joni. Are you there? She's typing furiously. She's typing stuff. Yeah. She's typing. Did you lose your, your microphone, Joni? <laughs> oh, there She's she writing socially distanced. I, I, you mean I, you won't? I don't, I don't want to butt in. <laughs> Why not? Sorry, yeah, yeah. Why not? You you were you were wrapping up. I didn't want to end your end. I mean, butt into your ending. No, I think it adds something. <laughs> <laughs> but Joni, I know you bike everywhere, right? Yes. So has that continued at all? Yes, I still do. I mean, not very yeah. far. I mean, I'm not doing fifty miles a day. It's pared down to maybe five miles a day because I'm trying to be responsible. Good job. Well, good job. So, but is there any danger of of infecting or being infected on the road that you find? Well, for the most part, I tend to be the only person on the road. Um, I bike to work a whopping half mile. It used to be that I'd bike to work in the morning and cars would honk at me while I'm taking the lane and get all pissed that I'm in their way. <laughs> But now, it's only half a mile, God's sake. I mean, they're just upset that I'm slowing them down from entering their driveway by a second. But now, nobody's on the road. I mean, it's, right. like, it's like Sunday morning every day. That's what it's like on the road. Yeah. And so it's like Ciclovia. Yeah, well, not, no. Ciclovia has more, more people on bikes. I'm the only person on the road. I mean, I think there was one time I biked to work and I was passed by maybe one car. That was it. So it's wow. it's really, really empty. And then yeah. um, after work, because I get off work at about three o'clock in the afternoon, I can bike to get dinner and nobody's on the road yet, really. And so I go by Wendy's place. <laughs> <laughs> I get food in her neck of the woods and then well, I that's, that's why I was that's why I was coughing you know that Thai place that's near the the tea place I, w I inhaled 
like a spicy hot pepper in the mid sentence. I've been eating it while we're listening to this and that's what caused my coughing fit. So yeah. far I have COVID that I know of. So <laughs> there's still time. Yeah. Well, you're in healthcare, so you need to be careful. Oh, well, so I started working from home this Monday. Like I, the, the, the instant, the, I, I should have it by now. There's like, it, there's like statistically speaking, oh, I should have, I should, I've been, I, I had to have been exposed wow. to with it at this point in time and then finally I was just like I need to get out of here so we're doing all my visits virtually from my house and trying to manage it that way which has been fascinating I'm now like IT support so I've got you know um you know a substantial portion of my patients are 65 and older and like trying to explain to them how to um download an app and call into a video call, which is not Zoom. Like we use a, um, the electronic medical record system called Epic, which is not user-friendly. It's just oh, like, yeah. so I, I think I'm spending like a quarter of my time just doing IT support about how to actually get in on the consult, <laughs> which, is, wow. which is painful, but you know, it's uh, better than going to work. And there's no reason why people should be coming into the, the hospital um unnecessarily for visits so everybody's trying like i think we had like 4000 new uh video visits last week at UCLA mhm so people are really working on it yeah i mean i a bike by uh, st john's or santa monica hospital along arizona and it's yep. dead out there too well, they have te- they have tents set up in their in their parking lot in the back on arizona do you see those you know what? I think I did notice that one day and I didn't want to stop. Obviously, I just kept going. It's like I'm not breathing any of your air. I'm just going to keep going. Well, nobody's in them yet, but they probably will be soon. Yeah. 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 No, it's it's really quiet out here. But you saw that uh, they they passed the ordinance about all beaches are effectively closed. Yeah. No beach bike paths, no trails, no anything because of what mm-hmm. happened last weekend. I mean, it was a beautiful day, granted, but everybody right. was out at the beach. Yep. And so they say, none of that, please. I mean, I, I was telling somebody, I haven't gone west of Lincoln since the, you know, the stay-at-home edict was passed. I'm I was just- down there today. I went, I went to Ocean, and there were people, you know, handfuls of people, but nothing like what you would normally see, and not yeah. large groups of people. I mean, I remember the day they said, okay, we're closing down all the businesses on the pier. And I thought, oh, maybe I'll swing by in the evening and see how dead it is. But I never did. But Mm -hmm. um, now I'm afraid to go even close to it because I'm thinking if everybody's out there, I don't want to be out there. So anyway, we'll see. see Are we the last people on the call? Did everybody leave? No. I, I've been I've been muting because uh, we're just having this me. like so chat. We're not really Dorothy's there and Nick's still there. Hi, hi, hi Dorothy. It was good. You were both kind of vibing off your conversation and <laughs> listening. You know, well, it's it's the West Siders talking. It's you. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually really cool. The other side. Yeah. Well, I'm the mountains. You're the beach. So. Yeah. The, the trails and Nick is in yeah, the field. We, is yeah. Don still there? No, he he got kind of kicked off and couldn't get back on. He posted a comment about he got a message while he was on Zoom and it crashed. I don't know what crashed, but because he would have been the valley, the valley boy. Oh yeah. <laughs> he said, "You got to check the comments." <laughs> yeah, I won't say it out loud. <laughs> I have to look at the comments. I can't see it from the screen I'm on right yeah, now. Yeah. 
but anyway, yeah, I was, yeah, I was, was listening colorful. I hope the recording's good. So, um, so, yeah, so I'll edit this and then we will uh, listen to it. And see I want to listen to it too because <laughs> yeah. I want to see what you guys talked about. I totally missed it. I was doing a Zoom yoga class. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm Zooming everything right now. There's Zoom meditation and Zoom yoga and now Zoom bike talk. And so now that we're doing all this, Joni, do you think it'll mean that people will Zoom instead of driving, at least in part? I wish people would stop driving altogether. You know how, how clear the air is out there? It's beautiful. Yeah. I, think, I think there's just going to be pent up demand for people to get back together and get out there. So I think we're going to see this like insane spike in miles I, driven. Let's hope it sort of evolves back because depending where our economy is at, right? We were, mm-hmm. I think... Uh, this was brought up earlier, but it does come down to, you know, the amount of time that we're out, like, because I work in events. Oh, yeah. I don't have work uh, event wise. Um, you know, at this point, depending where it's at, I've, I've been scheduled for September. Uh, right. And then mm-hmm. maybe the end of June. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, you know. Yeah. April, May, right. And then depending when the school, if kids don't go back to school, are they going to go back to school? So it's really a crazy time. So would this be the opportunity to really message, you know, all the things, again, the county, that's what I was going to talk about. You know, the county is updating its general plan, um, their climate action plan to meet different types of goals. So maybe this could be an opportunity to really um, speak up about bicycling while these plans are being updated, mm-hmm. right? Because they might, depending when they get updated and hopefully they are delayed a little bit or we have some extra time. So I know the county's general plan because we fall under LA County Unincorporated where I live. So we're actually run by the County of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. They want input theoretically you know, since transportation is such a big part of greenhouse gas emissions, and clearly we have these clearer days <laughs> when they're not here. Yeah. So it just, I mean, we have so much proof and evidence. I, and I was thinking today while I was walking, you know, that CARB and, um, you know, South Coast Air Quality, AQMD, you know, they mm-hmm. must be capturing data now, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. So let's take this data and be bolder and not just turn everything into, you know, manufacturing more cars when we're still going to be stuck in traffic. And if people are really enjoying walking and biking and Metro is going through its uh, next gen transit, they're really looking, getting their final comments on their draft plan. So hopefully we can put more messaging out there. Well, you know, you, you mentioned the AQMD, you know, they, uh, some people are saying that we should go more to their meetings, which I think are an inconvenient location, like Diamond Bar. You heard about this? Oh, Dick, <laughs> I'm not biking to Diamond Bar. Zoom. We must demand Zoom. We're not going to Diamond Bar, we got to Zoom, right? Well, maybe, maybe we can demand to be able to have virtual meetings with the AQMD. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand why it's not... Uh, why there isn't a law mandating Zoom meetings. You know, they could mute it, not allow people to comment, but it should be public. Mm-hmm. Hmm? It would give more people the ability to attend. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And the county, when they just had their, we were going to have an in-person workshop where probably 20 people could show up because it would be in the middle of the day on a weekday. 
And instead, uh, they had uh, over 100 people uh, participate in their Zoom you know, workshop. And that was the first time they had done that. So we can't let all of this good understanding and practice of virtual meetings totally go away and should seriously be not going back to the way things were because it's an easy solution, right? Well, you yeah. know, I'm thinking that a lot of us now have Zoom accounts because we are all Zooming into something or another. Mm -hmm. so, I was going to say that, you know, while biking around, I've noticed a lot of parents walking around with their kids, uh, biking around with their kids. And I'm wondering, like, is this going to be something they might consider doing when they go back to school, you know, bike with their kids or walk with their kids. Yeah, like once you give people something, they want to keep it. Once you have like social security, you're not going to give it up. Once <laughs> you experience, you know, not having to drive everywhere, mm -hmm. why would you, you know, drive everywhere? Well, you know, I mean, the thing is, how much money are people saving by not buying gas? Mm -hmm. True. I don't know if anybody's right. thought about that, but, you know, I mean, it's only been about a week or two. But after about a month, assuming we're still doing this a month and now, which is likely, um, if people start looking at their expenditures, they'll probably say, hey, look at all the money I didn't spend in parking and gas. Definitely. Right. And we are going to be more budget conscious, perhaps. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Of course, because you don't want to go to the store. Mm -hmm. Well, right now. Right now. Right now. I mean, I have to keep going to the store on a regular basis because I, I bike to the store. And so whatever fits in my pannier is what I buy. Oh. Um, so okay, Joni. Yes, so, so what a perfect time to. Joni can you know how we're sending messaging out because everyone's on social media. I'm always amazed at what Joni does, and I always picture, okay, Joni's going to the market. I want to, you know. So how cool would that be to share some of those lessons? Because I was going to try and pull my. I have a cargo, an extra cycle that's just in stuffed in the back of my garage and I'm yeah. going, wow. Yeah. So, but you could be inspirational if we could, you know, you do a little social media. Hey, look at this. You can go to the market by bicycle. You don't have you, to find parts. It's funny, you should see me going to CVS buying stuff and trying to carry a pack of toilet paper with one finger in my left hand while <laughs> hitting brakes. It's <laughs> <laughs> because the toilet paper doesn't fit in my bag. So I have to hang on to the toilet paper while I'm writing. So people see me cross Santa Monica Boulevard holding a pack of toilet paper. It's kind of amusing. Be careful, you can get mugged. You have a rat. I know. I know. No, the last time I bought toilet paper was before people started hoarding. I was lucky, actually. I, I happened to buy uh, two packs because it was on sale. Mm -hmm. And then people started hoarding it like, the next week so it's like oh i'm done i'm set wow you were psychic yeah but uh yeah so i have the pannier i have a bungee cord i have all kinds of stuff so you know it depends on what i have to carry home but like i said if it doesn't fit in the bag i can't buy it unless i can hold it um so i have to go to the store on a regular basis because i buy you know little at a time these are perfect well, so you have yeah, Sorry. yeah. So, Joni, you have more of like a road bike, right? I have a, yeah, uh, people, well, it depends on who you're asking. Yes, a spandex roadies, they don't call that a road bike. They call it a touring bike, I guess, because oh, okay. it's, it's a steel but, bike, not carbon fiber or anything fancy. And you don't have it all set up for cargo? I have a rack. That's it. Do you have two pannier bags that you can put on either side of the rack? I could. I have, I, I actually have a pair of Ortliebs, but I usually just use one. Mm. You should try to reduce the amount of times that you go to the grocery store. Because of all the sick people? 
just the the number of times that you contact uh, a human being, you know, it's a mathematical thing. You are going to contact somebody with COVID nineteen. The more mm-hmm. time you interact with some with people, so that's why the, that's why the whole you know stay at home thing is going on right now. Yeah. So if you're going to the store every day, that's really not. Well, I don't go every day. No. I'll go about maybe once a week or something like that. Uh, okay. And I usually go to the self-checkout anyway. I don't really deal with people. Well, somebody touched that self-checkout. Well, that was the thing I worry about. You know, you're, you're dealing with all this stuff on the screen. But right after that, I have some wipes. And so I'll wipe my hands before I leave. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Uh, sometimes they'll have, you know, um, hand sanitizer wipes or spray at the door. So I'll get that. I haven't seen that in a long time. (laughs) I don't don't know that they have that anymore. I remember just the other day I went to whole paycheck and when you walk in the door, they give you a wipe. And I actually kept that in my hand the whole time I was at the store. And every time Mm -hmm. I touched, I just wiped my hand again. And when I finally walked out, then I tossed it. But um, somebody posted a video recently about this doctor who who talked about what you should do after you get home from the grocery store about anything that's packaging, toss it, try to open things up and put them in your own containers and toss out the packaging. Cause you don't know who touched it before you and how long before you touched it, did they touch it and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Or if, if you can't open it up, then wipe it down, wipe, wipe down your table, toss out this, toss out that it was really interesting. Mm. The way he said is that imagine that somebody had sprinkled glitter all over your stuff and you want, you don't want that glitter in your house. That's interesting because my wife says that glitter is the herpes of crafts. (laughs) (laughs) So imagine bringing home groceries loaded with glitter and you want to take the food and leave and toss the glitter out. So that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to wash your hands, get a wipe, wipe everything down, wipe down your counter. He says, divide your counter into two halves. You know, the this is my grocery half and this is everything clean half. And so you, as you're taking things out of the grocery half, you clean it off and put it in the clean half. Hmm. It was interesting. I forgot who posted that or how I can find it again. But anyway, Something like that. And I think it's just things that you have to worry about. Everything that you touch. Did we talk about masks? Should bicyclists wear masks? Uh, I've seen people do it. I don't know. I can't breathe. I remember, remember the time they had the fires out in the valley. What, what, what was burning near Santa Susana or something like that? And the air quality was really bad because of some toxic dump, supposedly, that might have been burning. I tried biking well, around yeah. with one of those N95 masks and I could not breathe. It was tough. Should we keep our mouths yeah. closed? Our nose closed. <laughs> <laughs> That's the You're thing I was it thinking your about. Huh? You're going to breathe it in through your nose. Your mouth, your nose, the same thing. It just goes in. So what are you going to do? Oh, so that's why. Back to like a scarf or a bandana. I don't know if it's, uh, but that could get touched, right? Yeah. I don't think the pores, I think the a, a bandana is going to allow things to pass through it. That's the whole point of the N95 masks is the size of the holes in it. Exactly. Um, and even the holes in the N95 mask are bigger than the size of the viruses. But Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. What's the actual micron size of the virus compared to the size of the holes? It's like five microns per hole in the mask and the virus is 
one or three yeah. or something. Yeah, but kind of like a sieve, you know, you're hoping to not have them all pass through because you've got this barrier there. Kind of like having, you know, a bunch of linebackers run towards a a door and they're not all, if they're not going to fit through at the same time or something like that. I think that's the analogy. Yeah. Well, you know, my worry is when I'm biking behind people, I'm biking into the airspace that they just left. Right. So, I mean, how many seconds after they leave a spot is it safe for you to come in? And if the way, if you're biking into a headwind, then you you're lost. I mean, it's all blowing towards you. What do you think, right? Wayne? What was that? Yes. What do you think? Um, yeah, what, what? I I just don't think it's gonna travel that far. I'm sure somebody could do a physics calculation about the weight of the particle, and you know, I, I just don't see it like blowing or how it disperses. You know, a quarter of a mile quarter of a mile behind them I'm like 10 feet behind them it, it, you know it's still just a matter of seconds before you're in the same spot where they were yeah because the six foot thing is for if you're moving slowly if you're walking right. yeah if you move but if you're going 12 miles an hour then maybe it's 10 feet or more I mean what I usually try to do is if I'm behind them and I'm gaining on them because they're going slow let's say it's a family or something like that then I, you know, since the streets are empty anyway, I'll attempt to pass them. Right. And then just go ahead of them. Um, or sometimes I'll just hang behind them, like, you know, people on scooters. Eh, they're going at a good clip. So I just say, you know what? I'll just hang behind this person. And more often than not, than not, they'll run stop signs anyway. <laughs> they get way ahead of me. So it's, it's okay. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what the quantifiable risk is, but um, I need to get out of my house once a day. <laughs> I think that the risk for like total um, insanity is higher than the risk of getting COVID nineteen from riding my bike. So that's just yeah, the... I think so too. That's why I mean, I, I I ride my bike every day. I don't go very far, but at least you know it clears your brain, gives you some exercise, whatever it is. Yeah. Hey, yeah, that would almost be a good stopping point. Awesome. So my, my tagline before we leave is oh, yeah. the other great thing is e-bikes. So CalBike is um, advocating for e-bike rebates. So you can turn in your car and get an e-bike. Um, so check it out at calbike.org, uh, e-bike rebates. That's great. Yeah, that was a law that somebody passed not long ago, right? The e-bike voucher? Yeah. Huh. Hey, Wendy, it's great to have an expert on here. And then not Johnny, an and you know each other. And, I'm well, a medical professional. I'm not. <laughs> I, I call myself ancillary. I'm a genetic counselor. I'm like absolutely useless. I'm not a nurse. I'm not a physician. So well, you came off like an expert. You're in the community. <laughs> And this is like a light of a pandemic. I feel like I'm, I'm lacking any of the necessary skills to help fight it, but I still do well, my job as, you know, well, people still, people still get cancer. So I'm still working. So it was like the time I worked in the IT department of a hospital when they said everybody needs a flu shot. I had to get the flu shot. Even if I wasn't on a patient floor, the fact that I worked at the hospital meant I needed a flu shot. Yeah. And uh, they said, if you don't want the flu shot, you have to wear a mask. And I'm thinking yeah. like, ew. And now here we are. Everybody's wearing masks. <laughs> there was a lot of people wearing masks before. And then it always seems strange. But 
now it all makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, good talking with you guys. Sorry to butt in late, like I said. Well, just come earlier next time. I was, <laughs> I was doing my yoga. I have a yoga class at six o'clock. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, well, stay safe well, out there, everybody. You I'll too. Talk to you all later. I'll you see too. you sometime when Bye. we're all allowed to escape. <laughs> Good night. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. I rise in the morning and greet the day. Pull out the bike and I'm on my way. The transportation shows I care. Every turn of the pedal cleans the air. Green in the green. I'm saving the planet. Just like my friends Daryl, Sean, Toby, and Janet. No greenhouse gas. Thanks for listening to this episode of Bike Talk. If you want to hear more, go to kpfk.org, navigate to programs, and choose Bike Talk. On the Bike Talk page, click on the archives link to play or download shows posted in the last four months. Go to biketalk.com and copy or click on the RSS link to subscribe. Our Twitter handle is BikeTalkPFK. On Facebook, we are Bike Talk. You can become friends and join our group.